Hello and welcome to Gen Zero Pokemon Movie Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Doug. What movie did we watch this week, Doug? Uh, we watched the last movie that is currently out. Right. Uh, Dionce and the Cocoon of Destruction. Yep. And I want to make it perfectly clear that this isn't our last podcast. We still have a couple, at least two more to do after this one. So we're not done just yet. Just because it's the last movie we watched, we're not done. Uh, but let's get right into the movie. Uh, this one starts off with the title card right up front, which was weird. Yeah, it, it caught me off guard. Yeah, I was expecting the intro at least. They do it in kind of reverse order this time. They do it the title card, then they do the part that's usually before the title card. Right. And then they go to the, the first world. thing. Then they go to the world of Pokemon. Right. Yeah. Usually it's the intro, then the set up for the legendary then the title card and then ash but it's completely different here so it does the title card and then we actually see uh Deonce and a bunch of carbink jumping through some crystal tunnels um just kind of playing around the uh carbink are kind of trying to catch up to Deonce but Deonce's just kind of leaving them in the dust having a good old time then Merrick I think shows up and tries to uh get Dancy to do her princessly duties or whatnot. Merrick, by the way, just seems to be a smaller Carbink. Right, yeah. There are three specific Carbinks, well, technically four, I guess, that watch over her. Merrick and her two other little bodyguards, I guess. Right. And then... The Elder. Yeah, the Elder, or the Chancellor, or whatever he wants to be. Yeah, I don't... I don't know what it was actually called. I just heard the elder, and then I heard its name, but I never really got. He's shaped differently. He has like a big beard formed on him. Right. It's it's a really weird looking carbink. Uh, but this, the elder shows up and says that the princess has an important duty to perform, and takes her to what's known as the the heart diamond. And the heart diamond is apparently the uh, the heart of this tunnel system apparently if this heart diamond dies which is what's going to happen soon according to the elder the crystals in the tunnels die and basically their whole domain as they call it will die out the the diamond domain right and the heart crystal is essentially what maybe a 20 foot tall giant pink crystal right yeah exactly and apparently they need Deancey to make a new one to replenish the energy. But she can't do it just yet. So the elder basically says, okay, you gotta go see Xerneas, the legendary Pokemon. Uh, its aura will help you realize your true powers, basically. And then he tells Deancey about uh, this time he was in what's called the All-Earth Forest long time ago. And there was a great disaster... And Xerneas showed up and fixed it, basically. This flashback entails basically a forest turning to stone, or just dying off. It kind of, like, turns into stone, does that, like, disintegration, like, ash, like, it turns to an ashy thing and powderizes. And apparently, uh, it's draining all the life force. And also, uh, it's draining the life force of all the Pokemon who stay behind, too. The Elder almost dies at this point. But Xerneas shows up and fixes it all, brings back the life force to the forest and to all the Pokemon, saving the Elder himself. And then 
we get the introduction after the Elder tells Deancey to go off and find Xerneas. And it's your typical introduction. Uh, it's the world of Pokemon, the what, the earth, the air, and, and the water. And they show off a lot of Megas, which I actually liked. Yeah, shows off Mega Venusaur, Mega Blastoise, and Mega Charizard X, of course. Because it's got to be the one that looks kind of like the shiny, only more badass. Also the one from... Uh, Pokemon Origins? Yes, that's exactly right. And then we obviously get your standard cavalcade of new-gen Pokemon uh, for each area of the planet. Um, then we hop right into Pokemon Battle with Ash and his new friends. And <laughs> the narrator, because there's still a narrator, uh, mentions Ash and his new friends, but he doesn't specifically... Name them, which really pissed me off because I was trying to take notes. But it didn't say, so we actually had to wait until they introduced themselves to actually figure out who's who. Uh, Then it goes right into the song. It goes right into the introduction song plus a fight uh, scene. Yeah, against Uh, Alas, I guess? uh, Yeah, yes. Uh, She has a pyroar, and we also get, you know, Team Rocket, you know. Doing what Team Rocket does, right. spying from a distance. Um, Somehow no one noticing the giant Meowth balloon. Right. And also during this time, we see Deancey traveling around, and a bunch of other trainers try to capture her, including a Delphox trainer, a Greninja trainer, and a... No, uh, that's just that's it. it. That's it right, right. now. Um, but it, intermixed with this, we also have a scene of Ash still fighting that last... With his Froakie versus uh, Meowstic. And also he fights Absol with his Hawlucha, right? <laughs> that one goes very badly for him. Right. Actually, they all go pretty poorly for him. But specifically, <laughs> the Absol fight goes really bad because the last has a Mega Stone. And Mega Evolves into Mega Absol. Apparently Mega Evolving is a lot more common in the series than it is in... Right, you would think just one or two people would have Mega Evolutions. Or like one per Pokemon. Like one evolution per Pokemon. But no, she has a Mega Evolution too, which is cool. I mean, it's always nice to see the Mega Evolutions, yeah, I think. Yeah, they have to showcase them because it's, yeah. it's the new thing for this gen. Right. But after this fight with the Mega Absol, Pikachu hears a Pokemon in distress like it always does. Somehow has a sixth sense for other Pokemon <laughs> being disturbed. And Pikachu runs off with Ash, and they find uh, the Greninja trainer and the Delphox trainer teaming up against uh, Deancey. And, of course, Ash does not like groups, group fights, so he has to come in and stop. Uh, we hear the names of the two trainers here. The Greninja trainer is named Riot. Correct. And the Delphox trainer is named Marilyn. Pikachu, being the badass that it is, manages to beat both trainers at once. And everyone just kind of runs off as the Pokemon are paralyzed, basically. This does not stop them from running after uh, Deancey and them. But they get away. Serena uses her Pokedex to find out exactly what kind of Pokemon Deancey is. And figures out that she is indeed a legendary. Or it is indeed a legendary. And right after that, basically, they go 
eat. Yeah, they go get lunch. Oh man, this is a legend quick one. Time to eat. Yeah, they did that with the freaking Caldeo too. Yeah, they like, did. It's like, oh did shit, they. you're a legendary horse. Well, you know, at least they took you're him hungry. to the Pokemon Center first. Right. Well, Dancy isn't really all that hurt. She just fell down once. Very clumsy Pokemon, which makes kind of sense when you're a rock, I think. Yeah, but she hovers. How do you trip when you're hovering? It doesn't hover so much as it hops. It, when it's, it's, in its idle animation, it's hovering. It has a weak fly ability, okay? It, it's flying is weak, so... It, it's easily blown off course. Also, we should mention at this point, uh, Dancy also uses telepathy, so it is speaking to them. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, it can talk via telepathy like all other Pokemon. It's funny because this one didn't bother me. I, th- You know what it is? Humanoid-shaped po- Pokemon yeah. are a lot easier to accept telepathy from than animal-shaped Pokemon, I think it is. Like, because Keldeo totally threw me off, but this I, doesn't bother me at you th- all. You think that's what's bothering you? I think that's what what it is. Uh, but yeah, they eat, and uh, at this point, Team Rocket sees Deontay and knows what it can do, uh, because they were kind of eavesdropping when Marilyn and Riot were talking, and we forgot to mention that the, the, those two trainers wanted Dancy because she has the ability to create diamonds, at least according to the Pokedex. Well, she, make, she makes heart diamonds, supposedly. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, that, I say according to the Pokedex <laughs> because this bitch can't do it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so obviously Team Rocket hearing about being able to make diamonds wants Dancy for that reason. Also because it's super rare. They, so they catch it in a bag. Yeah. While Dancy is looking at food at the buffet, uh, James just comes up with a fucking burlap sack, pulls it over Dancy, and runs off with her. Which is... It's shame and it, level of greatness. In it, it worked! Yeah. They run off, and they aren't instantly caught by Giratina or anything. They actually make it to a clock tower, like a Big Ben-style clock tower, where they confront Deancey and are like, hey, uh, you should make diamonds for us. We'll put you to work. And Deancey's like, all right, we should mention Deancey is super naive. Uh, (laughs) She doesn't understand what thieves are. She doesn't understand what friends are. She doesn't understand anything about the outside world. Also, Clement also apparently thinks Ash is that stupid. Right. As there's a scene when they're eating where he explains what diamonds are. (laughs) Yeah, Clement explains diamonds to Ash. And I was hoping that Ash would kind of equate it to a big nugget, but it, I guess they didn't want to call back to the games that much. Uh, so, like I said, Deontay agrees to make diamonds for Team Rocket, but she's kind of like, I'll do it, but you're not going to like it. And they're like, oh, whatever. So she makes one, and they're like, oh, okay, make another one. And she makes another one. She's like, oh, make more. And she's like, all right, fuck it. And she just <laughs> makes a freaking wave of diamonds. I think Diamond Storm, diamond storm. is what her ability is called. Or her, it's um, her signature move. Right. So she basically fills this clock tower to the brim with diamonds, including like inside the gears, causing the uh, clock to stop for a little bit. It's going to be so annoying for the town to fix. Yeah, seriously. And... While Team Rocket are distracted with the sea of diamonds, she kind of tries to get out the front door, but it's locked. And her being as dumb as she is, she doesn't understand how to turn off a lock from the inside. <laughs> but uh, a chestnut trainer, who we'll learn later is named Millis, shows up. 
and breaks down the door for her because Chestnut is strong and lets her go. She finds her way back to Ash and she basically explains that, yeah, I met up with Team Rocket, but they're not going to be happy because the diamonds I made, they don't last. And then we see that the uh, all the diamonds start disappearing from where from the clock tower, which the the clock isn't broken necessarily. Like it doesn't when the gears stop, the clock stops. But when the diamonds go away, the clock starts going again, which just means it's like a couple minutes off now. Which is going to be annoying. Yeah, it's going to be hella annoying for anyone who's setting their watch by that clock. Uh, she then explains to Ash and company that. She needs to find Xerneas because Xerneas's fairy aura will power her up, basically, and allow her to make the real diamonds. So Ash kind of goes, oh, well, that sounds like a fun adventure, and I'm not really doing anything, so of course he'll go with that. I just need to add another legendary to my checklist of scene. Yes, exactly. So Ash says, yeah, we'll go with you. And then we see a small clip of the, the chestnut trainer riding a dub blade. Yeah. which is weird it's, it's just a flying pair of cross swords and she's kind of like standing on the uh she's got really good balance hilt. i'd be yeah. kind of terrified not holding on to anything seriously at the rate they're moving too you have to kind of lean forward to not fall over and mind you she's not like flying across the ground she's flying up into the sky yeah she's flying towards an airship in which she gets into she then talks to who we'll later find is her dad uh named argus who as you aptly described as a fat lieutenant surge <laughs> that's exactly what he looks like and that's all we really get of those two for the oh i should mention that fat lieutenant surge argus is doing research basically on dnc and uh team rocket and such and eating chocolate yes well you didn't get fat lieutenant surge by just working out <laughs> after that little scene we see ash and company on a bus and apparently they're on, <clears throat> apparently they're on this bus because Deancey is able to detect in some way the fairy aura that Xerneas leaves behind, and that's how that's what she's doing. She's following that. Uh, this is our training, or not our training montage, our traveling montage for the for the movie. Uh, it's not bad. It, 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 it's pretty it, quick. There's two. There's two parts of this. Oh, three, I guess, because you have the night rest. Right. But it's not overly extended traveling. Yeah, it's not like a three-day thing. It's more like a one-day thing, or a two-day thing, definitely. Any of the Lucario or Jirachi where you're spending five days, seven right. days waiting. God. So, yeah. After the bus, we get a, a nighttime scene like we always do. Uh, Jirachi is near a lake trying to summon her diamond powers. Deonce, not Jirachi. Did I say Jirachi? God damn it. Yeah, is near a lake trying to summon her uh, diamond powers. And this actually reminds me a lot of Avatar, where, uh, what's the fucking Avatar kid's Aang? name? Aang. Aang is trying to learn uh, water for bending for the first time, and he can't get it quite, and it, it, it just really reminds me of that. Like, I think it's like the third episode or something. Anyway. Uh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, well. The notable thing here is the tents. I thought these tents were fucking dope. Uh, Ash is sleeping in a Donphan tent, which is basically just a dome tent with the ridges that Donphan has when it's rolled up. And uh, I guess Serena, I don't even think we mentioned who's all in the other. Oh, it's probably Ash and Clement in the 
Don Fan Tent and Probably Boy Tent, Girl Tent. Bonnie and Serena in the yeah. shelter tent, which is pretty cool. Ash's traveling companions are Serena, uh, the female protagonist from X and Y. Right. Clement, who is the gym leader of Lumio City. Lumio City, and his little sister, who is Bonnie. Bonnie. Right. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned them for now because they're super forgettable, including Serena. Like, which is sad. Yeah. Because from what I've heard, Serena's really good in the actual yeah. anime. Right. But then again, it's the movie and their secondary characters, and yeah. they weren't give. It wasn't their time to get their small, small Pokemon. Pokemon. Right. Uh, the next scene after that is they're on a boat. Like, I mean, it's a traveling montage. You have to have a boat scene. Uh, nothing really happens here except for Ash explains what friends are, and this makes Deancey so happy to have friends that she creates a diamond. Bonnie sees this and kind of, you know, anyone seeing a diamond the size of your fist basically would go, holy <laughs> shit, I want that. Uh, Deancey's like, well, you can have it, but it's not going to last long. Uh, so Bonnie puts it in her bag, and we get like the slowest scene of Bonnie putting that diamond in her bag there's actually part of the scene that i really liked mm-hmm. uh they'd got wet at part of the scene because there were floatal and uh, weasel. weasel going through the water right but after this when they go to the next scene because they were wet they all changed clothes right. and the lumio city brother and sister are now wearing hoodies for their gym yeah I thought and cool. ash and serena are wearing two of the different outfits that you can change into in Black, or X and Y. Right. Yeah, the tracksuit Serena's wearing is definitely something I'm pretty sure I wore at some point in the game. Yeah, it's a nice little send-off, or a nice little homage to the games, and we'll get more of that in a few minutes. After they get off the boat, they end up at a mall. And this mall is fucking enormous. This is where some of the coolest background stuff happens. Like, you see a lot of uh, just background Pokemon and people... Uh, with their Pokemon, I thought it was pretty cool. Also, we get the scene stealer of the movie, <laughs> the lady uh, with the Professor Layton style top hat, just randomly in the background. She has no Pokemon. She's not wearing like a fancy suit or anything. Just top hat. Yeah, just the top hat, and it's great. Also, chest pin balloon. But the main crux of this part of the movie is the shopping montage. Mind you, they have to explain to Diane see what shopping is. Right. And they do this by trying on a bunch of different dresses. And this is where you kind of get the the Kalos-ness of this movie. Or the X and Y-ness of this movie where they keep trying on different styles of dresses. They like try on dessert style dresses or like, I don't know, there's, weird, weird there's stuff. There's different fashion type. Most of them look terrible. Yeah. Some look okay. And then the one dress that uh, Deontay has, it kind of... Um, what's the word? Foreshadows? Yeah, foreshadows her mega evolution. Which is weird. She has like a veil on, which is kind of awkward. But it's an alright dress. But during this scene, she sees a bunch of the carbink that were uh, supposed to protect her. And she kind of hides from them because she doesn't want to be seen by the carbink. They finish up their montage. They don't actually buy anything because they're saying they're basically window shopping. And the carbink show up again. Yeah, and Beyonce runs off, uh, and the carbink chase her. And for whatever reason, Ash and everyone else gets the impression that these carbink are with the people who try to 
steal Deontay uh, Riot in Maryland. And the car bank chased Deontay to like the third story of the mall. It's a huge mall. Yeah, it's like three stories and it's really wide. But the problem with this is they can't get up to Deontay in time. Uh, they see where she is, but they, they know if they try to take the stairs, it's going to take too long. So it's coming. Clement, being the science whiz that he is, apparently, he, well, the first thing he says is, the future is now thanks to science, which is just a really bad translation, I hope. And he uses his backpack, which is way worse than the backpack that one girl had. He yells, he calls it something, but neither of us could figure out what the heck it was that he yeah, actually said. Palmatic or palatic. It's, Something. His backpack opens up and has a giant arm that comes out of it. Right. Like a little purple wire wrist. Yeah. And it pulls essentially a super version of like a little giant ladder Yeah, out. It, it's what he calls his super stretch ladder. Now this is able to climb three stories instantly, basically. But the problem is it's not... No one's holding it. Yeah, it's not properly weighted at the bottom so it starts flying around all over the place and uh during this we get one of the coolest or one of the stupidest lines ash is flying flying around on this ladder right he he's completely out of control and he doesn't know if he's going to fall to his death at this point but he has the, the audacity to yell out science is so amazing as he's flopping around it's just completely out of nowhere and hilarious after this, he summons Halucha to save him and Deancey. Uh, basically, Halucha flies and grabs uh, Deancey, and they fly off. And they actually make it out of the mall without the car bank there. <clears throat> uh, and they make it to a park. And at this park, they're kind of trying to find out what, what those car banks were all about. And Deancey's about to tell them before they get interrupted by uh, Marilyn, who shows back up with her Del Fox. And Ash fucking type matches properly. He sends out Froki. He's gotten smarter. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll, we'll see come next movie. Right. If, if he retains that. Uh, he sends out Froki, and, you know, for a guy who doesn't like people teaming up against one Pokemon, he sends out Froki and Pikachu to fight this Delphox. I, I guess, to be fair, it, uh, Froki's a starter and Delphox is a leveled Pokemon. I don't know. That hasn't stopped him before. He sent out Pig Knight versus a Surmorot. That, that is true. But I, to be fair, that was a like a regulation match. Yeah, this is kind of just preventing... And he also was trying to get let the others escape. Right. Still. Just rubbed me the wrong way. You know what? He didn't let all of his Pokemon out at one time during this movie. Right. Yeah, it's true. Except for like one of the opening scenes when they're all playing with their Pokemon. But right. They never did the actual, I'm throwing all my Pokeballs in the air. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but while uh, Ash is distracting Marilyn, uh, Serena and the rest of them get on a Rhyhorn that's randomly nearby, somewhere in the park, I would assume. And much like in X and Y, they ride the Rhyhorn into the forest. Uh, it's just a nice little, again, a nice little homage to what you can do in the games. Um, but this doesn't really pan out very well because Riot is there with his Greninja and starts to uh, the Greninja uses its tongue to try to catch uh, I almost said Denene Deancey <laughs> uh, unfortunately for this Greninja uh, 
Serena and Bonnie grab onto Dancy to kind of keep her from going too far. And Clemont decides to use that grabby arm backpack thing to grab onto Greninja's tongue. That just seems vicious. Yeah, that's a little... I mean, you can even see, like, on uh, uh, Greninja's face when it first gets grabbed. It's like, ah, this fucking hurts. And then uh, Danene walks up its tongue and nuzzles it, causing it to be paralyzed, obviously. The Greninja trainer Riot then, like, phases from... uh, his hiding spot behind, or in front of a tree. He has really good camouflage. He's no, he's, a, he's a nin, he is dressed as a ninja. Yes. So he's doing ninja stuff. He's no Koga, but no, no, he can't compete with Koga. He's only four. Yeah. But he orders Good Ninja to do double team and you know shuriken toss and all that stuff. When a oh, I'm sorry. When Clement. And Serena decide to send out their starters. Clement sends out Chespin, who, great choice, it's a grass type versus water. And Serena sends out Fennekin. Shouldn't Clement have an electric type Pokemon? Probably does, but he didn't send that out. But, to be fair, they might be back at the gym still. Okay, okay, I'll accept that. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, even though Silent had his Pan Sage. His brothers have theirs still. Right, that's true. Uh, so, yeah, then Ash shows up, of course, to the rescue, and so do the Carbink. The Carbink try to stop uh, a Shuriken Toss happening and get wrecked. They get, like, one hit KO'd by the Shuriken Toss. Uh, but Dancy tries to protect her friends by summoning her big-ass diamond, which pretty much instantly shatters because she still doesn't have the ability to hold it. The Greninja tried to attack, or the Greninja tries to attack again, and Dancy is now rescued by pin missiles, which are huge. Like, I I didn't realize they were pin missiles at first until the chestnut trainer, who is Millis, who also has the double-aid. Well, yeah, we already introduced Millis. Yes. yeah. So she, she uses it again. Yeah, yeah. uses it again. And they're huge. I mean, Chestnut is huge, and its pins are huge, so it kind of makes sense. They look but... more like the nature's power that's been used in previous movies. Right, yeah. Like, they're that size pin missiles. Yeah, I thought they were like energy balls or whatever that grass-type attack is. But still. Yeah, apparently her name is Millis Steel. Steel, double-aids, and stuff like that. Uh, and her father's name is Argus, like we already introduced. This is when that all gets mentioned. After that, Millis basically says, run away, go find Xerneas or whatever. And this is where the Carbink explain that uh, Xerneas is always on the move. And that they've basically been spending a month or months looking for this Xerneas. Like, we get a little flashback of them kind of searching far and wide. So there's a huge amount of time between that opening and when when they start. Yeah. And Deontay explains that during their search, she sees a city and she travels into the city and that's where they meet up. Um, they then go down into the diamond domain, basically, into one of the caves. And they find out that the diamonds that were once glowing blue are now like red and crumbling. So the And we later find out that the heart diamond is on its last leg, or dead, pretty much. (laughs) 
Battery low. Yeah. Uh, DNC explains what the heart diamond is and what it does here. And then uh, pretty much in the next scene, as they're leaving the diamond domain to go out to get uh, Xerneas again, Deancey senses the fairy aura again, and they're there. They're they're at uh, what the the all earth the all earth forest, right? Yeah, it it, it was a weird transition. It's like they kind of skipped yeah, a part, much like the uh, time lapse between the intro and when Deancey shows up to meet Ash. We don't really know how much time passed between when they started leaving and when they actually made it to the all earth forest it just kind of seems to happen one after another uh during this time the elder explains the all earth forest being uh essentially banned since the destruction many years ago yeah it's completely forbidden because Uh, there is what's called the cocoon of destruction inside the all earth forest and anyone who disturbs the sleep of the cocoon is will be punished by the judgment of fury which is a weird phrase i don't think he made that entire legend up like it's banned but because he also knows exactly what the cocoon of destruction is yes which she explains is uh how you process it vettel Ivettel. Ivettel. there's an l there's right yes the other legendary from x and y right y and uh, we get a little scene of Team Rocket still kind of chasing Ash and his cr- company down, but really nothing comes of it from there. They do actually run into Xerneas here in the forest. Like right it, off the bat, too. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Xerneas sees them and just kind of canters off. It's like, nah, fuck you guys. But Deancey runs after it and eventually manages to catch up to it after falling a few times. And Xerneas talks directly to Deancey. And this, I thought, was pretty cool. Xerneas talks to Deancey and no one else. Like, we we don't know if Ash could hear it or anything. So I thought that was pretty cool. So do you think it's a version of telepathy where it's not just broadcast to everyone? Right. Or do you think it's actually, like, speaking Pokemon talk but directly to Deancey? I think it was more a version of like direct telepathy like one-on-one telepathy i think i think more of them need to learn that yeah zernaeus then says i will grant you your wish you you will have the ability to create the heart diamond but we don't really see that happen like we don't actually see proof of her abilities like it, we, we do for, eventually yeah for a, for a good long while like she doesn't try right after this Mainly because uh, right after this, Millis and Argus show up, and they're like, "Okay, you have the ability to create diamonds for real now. Come with us. We're assholes too." And then Riot and Marilyn showed up too. I wonder if their last name is Steel. Is it Steel like the swords, or Steel like stealing? That's a good point. It reminds me of the George's Jungle episode with Steel Tracks. <laughs> there was someone who was stealing. Train tracks and Georgia Jungle went. I get it. Steel tracks. Oh, I'm cutting that the fuck out. That's <laughs> terrible. That's terrible antidote. Anyway, uh, Marilyn and Riot also show up here, and all three of them start kind of like passing Deancey off one after another. Like, I think it's like a four-way standoff. Yeah, 
uh, I think Mills shows up or grabs Deancey first, and then Marilyn grabs Deancey, and then Riot grabs Deancey from uh, Marilyn arrives with her Yanma, yeah, <laughs> and, and Riot arrives via his belt transport, which, yeah. which has two little hooks that go up and attach to. Uh, yeah, his two ninjask. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So he's just standing there, arms crossed, flying through the air. Yeah. I mean, he really wants to be Koga. He does. He's super, he wants to be like a mix of Koga and a shitty Naruto character, <laughs> or AKA a Naruto character. Ouch. Ah, well, fuck it. I don't care. They eventually end up fighting in this really shallow pond, like uh, in a crater. And, I mean, come on, if you fucking look at this thing, it's super foreboding, and you kind of should know better. Yeah, this does not look like, like a thing you would enter, like, under yeah, any circumstance. The area around the outside of the hole that they end up going down is, like, all dead trees, and the bottom has a really shallow pool and, like, this large open area. It looks like a place you would fight a Dark Souls boss. Yeah, yeah it does. And, so, I don't know... I guess they were kind of too distracted to realize. And whenever someone steps foot in the water or ends up in the water, the area around them, like, the water turns, like, blood red and black. So uh, they don't really notice this until, like, Ash and Deancey are sitting in the water for a good long while. So it's kind of weird. But uh, eventually, yeah, them all doing this wakes up Vettel. And it gets pissed it it lays down the judgment of fury upon all of them and they have been judged not worthy apparently the the first people to or i guess the first people to really take the judgment is riot's greninja it gets hit with a a beam uh oblivion wing it allows uh I will get that right by the end of this. Yeah, now you know how I feel with Hydrogon. It gets, uh, it's a veteran. Why? Just say why. Yeah. It gets your veterans, uh signature move, Oblivion Wing, right. which steals health from the opponent and gives it to itself. Ah, okay. I.e., it's life force. Right. Yeah, Angry Ninja instantly turns to stone. Uh, Marilyn's Delphox and Yanma are the next to take the brunt of this attack, and they too turn to stone. And then we get to see a wide shot where this giant waterfall is, and that has turned to the same, like, blood-red color that the small pool has turned. Cerneus is pulling a Suicune at this point. It's, like, on a mountaintop, and then just kind of turns his head and senses that something's up, and that's kind of all we see of that. So it's definitely like that Suicune scene in the uh, Celebi movie. Um, then Argus and Millis then get their chestnut and... I think it's just the Dublade and the Hone Edge get yes. turned to stone because the Age Slash is still okay. And they had to go back to their ship somehow. Right. So, of course, at least one of them had to survive. Right. Uh, Pikachu fights back and, in, you know, standard Pikachu fashion, uh, blocks the Oblivion Wing attack with an electric attack. Uh, Team Rocket are the first humans to get hit by the Oblivion Wing and turn to stone along with Meowth. Uh, none of their Pokemon are out at this point, so it's just Meowth that gets turned to stone. It would be funny had they had like Wobbuffet out and like light screened or something. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, or it doesn't get hit at all, so it's just kind of standing next to them. It just freezes with them. Yeah. Or if they had like a uh, pseudo Wudo. 
<laughs> or they remind Junior yeah. with them and just kind of just mimic them. Yeah. I think uh, those guys are long gone. Yeah. Deancey then kind of tries to pull a Pikachu and uses its fake-ass diamond to stop one of the attacks, which manages to work, but it, once again, shatters, just like it always does. Uh, the Carbink then do what they did with the Greninja. They turn to stone, uh, protecting Deancey again. Uh, Marilyn and uh, Riot were also turned to stone earlier. Oh, sure right, right after Team Rocket gets turned to stone. You're right, I missed that. Yep. Uh, just, just letting you guys know, they, they also got turned to stone. Yeah, pretty they, much everyone except for Ash and uh, the other people with Ash get turned to stone. After the Carbinks get turned to stone, this is, uh, I should mention that the way the Carbinks get turned to stone is like, Ivetto's beam attack does like a slice through the ground, which hits the Carbink and almost hits Pikachu, and it kind of blows Pikachu off like a cliff. And Ash catches Pikachu by the hand like he, he does. And he starts falling, but Clement and everyone else grab him. And it's it's really not a big deal at this point. They all get onto the ground. Ash is fine. And this really pisses off Deancey, though. Because she then mega evolves to protect her friends. And she creates a heart diamond at this point. It's like a fully fledged heart diamond. Which protects them from the Oblivion Wing once again. For, for one attack. Right. Yeah, it's weird that it's like always one attack and then it's gone. And then she unmega evolves, of course. Millis and Argus then show up to protect them, to save them in their airship, which also gets turned to stone and drops into like a ravine. Yeah, you get point blank oblivion winged like, yeah. right in the cockpit. Yeah. And, you know. As per, like, every Pokemon movie, Vettel's charging up to do its final attack, and Xerneas shows up finally and blocks it. <clears throat> they kind of have, like, this really weak standoff where they do, like, one attack each, kind of DBZ-style beaming at each other, and then Vettel just kind of looks at him, or looks at Xerneas and just goes, Alright, fine, whatever, I'm out of here. And that's when Xerneas starts restoring the forest. But not until Pikachu, who got blasted by that beam that hit the Carbinks, apparently it also hit Pikachu. And he slow it slowly turns to stone. And much like when Ash turned to stone in the first movie, it's kind of bookending Ash and Pikachu <laughs> turning into stone. Uh, Pikachu turns to stone and everyone's sad. And they all start crying, of course. Please tell me they don't come back for you. Be a Pokemon Tears. No. Uh, this one is a little <laughs> more actually... Uh, makes more sense, in a way. I mean, it's Pokemon ability that brings it back. Xerneas's ability to restore life to the entire area unstones Pikachu as well as everyone else who was turned to stone. Including all the bad guys and Team Rocket and the ship, I assume. And all of their Pokemon. I do think this is the version of the, the of Zernay's signature move Geomancy right. for the anime. Because, I mean, if, that, if it was just boosting its own stuff, that'd be kind of terrible. Right. But at this point, Zernay's also becomes, what like, it's pretty much named after, becomes Big Tree. Yeah, it, it goes into its tree form, basically. Yeah, and that's really, uh, of course, after this and the the forest is back to normal, 
the entity goes back to the diamond domain, is able to mega evolve once again. We don't really see how. We just kind of it just cuts back to her being a mega DNC and creating the Heartstone, which manages to restore life to the Diamond Domain. Uh, she thanks Ash and company for all their help, and then Bonnie gives back the Diamond that Dancy made in the first place, which was apparently able to stay a real diamond the entire time. And it's because this is Dancy's Megastone. This is Dancite. Yeah. There's a little zoom in, and it has a little mega evolution like, symbol inside yeah, of it. A little weird, uh, like, double helix type thing. I wonder if that means all mega Pokemon make their own stones. I don't think so. I think it was just a plot thing. Or maybe it's just Deancey's special, because it's a mythical Pokemon, so... Yeah. And it's the only mythical Pokemon to have a Mega Evolution so far. Um, but after that, it kind of zooms in on the Megastone, like you said, and you see the, the double helix symbol for the for Mega Evolutions, and then it goes right to the credits. And during the credits, we get the goodbye scene, where they're all waving goodbye, and Ash is yeah. taking off. Uh, we see that... Uh, Millis and Argus are working at the Pokepuff shop that... Uh, I, I assume it's the same shop that they ate at with Deancey. I just, uh, all I know is that it looks like it's specialized in chocolate, right. which goes back to Argus and his box of chocolate when, right. he would, when he was being fat on his airship. Yeah. He's still pretty fat at this point, too. We should mention that during the Ivetel fight scene, when Ivetel's turning everything to stone, uh, basically Riot and Marilyn kind of confess their love for each other at this point because they're about to die. This gets played into the fact that during the credits, Riot proposes to Marilyn, which is, I, I think it's nice because he obviously proposes with a diamond ring. Yeah. So it's kind of a nice callback to the reason they were trying to get the ante in the first place. I thought it was nice. And even you mentioned that they might have been trying to get the ante so they could make a diamond to propose to each other in the first place, which I thought was a nice little th- thought. Um, that's really all of the... Yeah, you have the standard Team Rocket, you have the standard walking right. through the woods right. kind of yeah. things. Uh, there's another scene where Deontay is running through the tunnels with her car bank again. Right. Kind of bookending it. Yeah. And, and that's it. More or less it. Yeah. So, let's get right into the best and worst of this movie, okay? Alright. What is your favorite Pokemon in this movie? I like Deontay. Yeah, you like Deontay? I thought she was really cute. Yeah, she, I liked I liked her English voice. She yeah. wasn't t- as terrible as some of the other talking Pokemon right. can be. She does have this weird like princess quality to her, where she like says, "I will allow you to be my friends," or "I will allow you to do this." To be fair, she's a sheltered princess. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's a it's a nice little character quirk. Yeah, she's it, not the standard, and she's not she's not also not one of the cocky. Yeah, it, it talking could, mythical Pokemon. It could come off that way, but it totally doesn't. No, because she's very uh, naive. naive. Yeah. So she's always kind of like half confused about things. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite? I had to go with Chespin. Uh, of course you did. Chespin's like in it for two scenes. I also put Chestnut because it's the evolved form. Chespin, ever since X and Y, ever since like the I opened that game, Chespin has been my favorite Pokemon ever since. I just love that dude, especially like when you're going through the like choose this Pokemon. When you first see Chespin, he just looks so fucking happy to be around. He's just like, yeah. So I, I always, 
I always thought Chespin was super chill. X and Y when you came back into Pokemon? Technically, I came back with Soul Silver. Uh, that is right. But yeah. after that, I stopped playing again until X and Y. So, yeah. So, yeah, I had to go with Chespin. He's my man. He, he's been my, my teammate ever since I opened that game. I can so. respect that. Um, he's still on my competitive team, so even though he's probably not great for competitive. So, what was your least favorite Pokemon in this movie? Dedende. Dedende. Oh, Dedende. you hate Dedende. I hate him. No, there's no reason for it. It is a fairy-type baby Raichu. I don't care. Look at that thing. It is. It's surprising that's not some weird version of, like... A Pikachu evolve yeah. or a pre-evolve I or mean, something? To be fair... Every generation has its own Pikachu variant. You got the Pichizuru, you got Emolga, you got the Pichus, you got the uh, Plusle and Minon. Every generation has their own version of I know, the Pikachu. but, but they're, like, they're getting worse. I don't know. I like the Nene because it looks like a hamster. It, lo- it reminds me of Hamtaro, so. I used to hate the Nene, too, but I- I've, I've kind of grown to like it. We, we will see. I, I may change eventually, yeah. but for now, I, I still do not like it yeah. at all. I can see it. Uh, I just, I also hate Bonnie, so it doesn't really help. <laughs> you hate most of the companions. I do. I just really hate Tracy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. Who was your least favorite Pokemon? I didn't like Zuneus, actually. Really? I found it, like, it was really too uh, MacGuffin-y. Like it, like, it showed up for two things, and every time it showed up, it was like, okay, I fix everything. And I know it's kind of, that's kind of what it does, but it, it just kind of felt like, okay, here's the... We wrote ourselves into a corner, so let's just have Zerneas fix it. So, I, I don't know. I, yeah, think about... Yeah, that that's kind of is pretty accurate. Yeah. It, it, there wasn't much of a tension, I didn't Yeah, especially think, but... featuring the final fight, like you said, was each of them firing a blast, they kind of stare down, and then it was done. Yeah. yeah it didn't feel like... It, I mean, with the freaking X and, or, uh, black and white with... Zekrom and Reshiram, they fought. They actually yeah. had a battle, which I thought was cool. And I would have loved to see these two do it, because, like, they're, they're different types. Like, for Zekrom and Reshiram, they're, like, both dragon... One's dragon fire, one's dragon uh, electricity, so there's nothing really, like, combating there. But this one's dark, one's fairy. There could have been a whole cool dichotomy thing going. Like a whole, yeah. I mean, they are yin and yang. Basically, or I'm well, even more so than black and white, and they were supposed to be the yin and yang Pokemon. So I mean, there there could have been way cooler stuff. So, uh, what was your favorite scene in this movie? My favorite scene? Yeah, I'd have to. I kind of like the opening where, okay, like just the, starting from the, the song after when they start introducing Ash and the that. fight montage. The fight montage, the introduction of the main antagonists, the thieves and yeah. that, different thieves, and the fact that the background music was a remixed version of the original Pokemon theme. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, it wasn't my favorite scene, but I, I thought that was cool. I really liked the way they used the... Because in almost all the movies, or at least all the movies, the, all the first movies for each generation, they always show like the fully evolved form of all the starters. Yeah. And I, for some reason, I really liked the way they used them here. That they weren't just, like, okay, showcased here. Yeah, they weren't, like, the rivals or whatever. They were actually in the, the entire movie. Yeah. Alright. Well, what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene was the Team Rocket and the Clock Tower scene. It was nice to see Team Rocket actually do something again. And 
I mean, they didn't have much effect on the plot, but at least they like they did something and they had like kind of jokes and stuff. They weren't just in the background right. for the they for the audience to see. Following Ash, and I always like to see Team Rocket do stuff. So it was nice to see them back in the back in the main light. Uh, was the quality in the, of this movie like a little better like the animation oh absolutely or... you can see the budget in this movie like you can definitely okay. tell that sure, it wasn't just me like it, it the animation reminded me more of a quality like the original movies yeah you, actually even better because like you can definitely tell the art style has been updated again like you can actually see like the 90s era of Pokemon the early 2000s era of Pokemon and like the the 20-teens era of Pokemon like or the those eras of anime in general. Like, yeah. The way, like, shading is done specifically. You can definitely see more CG in this one. Like, not, like, computer-generated, like, stuff, but, like, the way they use computers to shade stuff now. Yeah. Um, and it looked nice, yeah. Uh, so what was your least favorite scene in this movie? Was Anytime it- Clement did anything involving his backpack, his science, or any of his stupid... Stupid Pokemon tech. Yep, there was I didn't mind the flying airship. I didn't mind that it had an invisibility cloak half the time. You know what? That just looked like a, like, kind of like a Metal Gear era plane. It didn't look bad. Yeah. It looked pretty yeah. good. And again, all it looked was like a stealth plane that yeah. had a hatch yeah. in the back. For and, Pokemon tech, that's not bad. Yeah. But meanwhile, we have Clement with his giant grabby arm and his fucking extendo ladder. It's like a mix of that girl from the, uh... From the Zoroark movie. Oh, uh, the one who showed up like twice? Yeah. And with did that, nothing? With that stupid backpack. And the antagonist from the Zoroark movie with his grabby arm that went into the time rift or whatever it was. <sighs> no, please. <laughs> it's like a combo of that, he, only worse. Clement, you should just... If we ever actually do watch the series, I am just afraid of watching Clement. Yeah. Because I'm going to rage so hard at him all the time. Yeah. Kind of like how you, you would rage at... Silent? Uh, yeah. I fucking hate Because I'm so sure much. he makes a million cooking jokes. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. What was Shirley's favorite scene? Uh, I didn't like the uh, the final fight scene. Like, I, I've already mentioned with Iveto versus Zernaeus. Uh, like, I've, I've already gone into it. Like, I think they could have used both those Pokemon a lot better. Like, they... I think they could have made a movie about them. Or at least more about them, kind of in the black and white style. As opposed to pushing them to the background and having Diane right. say be the yeah. focus. Or, I mean, even with the Victini movie, like they were given kind of equal screen time in a way. Or at least equal significance. <laughs> to be fair, the Victini movie was two movies. Yeah, well, yeah, but it was the same movie. So uh, I think I think they could have been used better. And hopefully, maybe they'll be used better in the Hoopa movie. But we'll see. It's not out yet. So, overall, between Pokeball being worst, Great Ball being next to worst, <laughs> Ultra Ball being next to best, and Master Ball being basically perfect, what was your rating for this movie? Well, originally I was going to give it an Ultra Ball, because I thought it was a pretty damn good movie. But once you start pointing out some of the flaws with, like, Xerneas and that, yeah. where it it's kind of just MacGuffin, and yeah. there are empty things here and there that just kind of solve themselves right I had downgraded a little bit I'm just gonna go to a great ball yeah unfortunately I had to go to a great ball too like we were even saying up till last week that we really liked this movie like yeah my memories of this movie were way better but I think 
in context with all the other movies we've watched so far that I had to downgrade it to a great ball. Like, maybe, I obviously, the last time we watched it, we had only seen, like, at max four of the movies, yeah, like, we, up we to the Selby like the, movie. We had seen, I think, like, the first three or so. Yeah, and we didn't really have all the movies to, to put it up against. And seeing it now, yeah, it's it's still not terrible. Like, there's nothing offensive about it. We've yeah, said it, this about a, every it great It's still movie. a really good movie. It's just yeah. there's a, little, a few holes here and there that yeah. just kind of knock it just a slight... Bit yeah, down, and I think it takes a lot longer to ramp up than most movies. Like the the uh, the dress montage could have been cut, I think, or at least been shortened a little bit. I don't know. A little too much uh, filler of trying to introduce yeah. Beyonce to modern world. Yeah, yeah, a, lot, a little too much fish out of water, not enough blowing shit up. But that <laughs> could just be my sensibilities. So that's gonna do it for this episode of the Gen Zero podcast. Uh, next week, we will either do the Pokeball podcast that we've been promising since, like, episode 10, or we will do another idea I had where we basically count down our our favorite, like, t- maybe, I'm not sure if we want to do a top 10 of the movies, or uh, just do the 18 in order of best to worst. We could always watch the extra specials that have come out over time. Well, we could also do that, yes. Um, I also kind of, like, during, I, wa- I want to do, like, kind of like a game of the year but uh, version of this movie where we basically do, like, our top five, our favorite Pokemon tech, our least favorite Pokemon tech, our favorite Pokemon from the entire series Implying of movies. there's a favorite Pokemon tech. Hey, man, th- that ship was all right. Um, and I think the uh, capture balls, the dark balls that uh, Mewtwo uses were pretty cool. Uh I mean, I, I could probably get five. I could probably get five. That's why I didn't say ten. <laughs> but also, like, our top five Pokemon and our bottom five Pokemon, I think, would be pretty cool and stuff like that. Shaman, 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 yeah. Shaman, Shaman. Done. Don't spoil it. Uh, but, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But this definitely isn't the last podcast you'll get from Gen Zero. You will see us again. Yes. Or hear us again, as it were. Um, but in the meantime, if you want to check us out online, you can find us at genzeropodcast.com. That's still there. It's uh, G-E-N, the number zero, podcast, all one word. Uh, you can find us on Gmail if you want to send us any questions or comments. It's also genzeropodcast at g- gmail.com. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gen Zero Podcast. I, I have a whole bunch of pictures from the movies that I want to put up, including the uh, Mount Nibel which is the mountain from Final Fantasy VII, uh, right next to uh, the mountain from the movie, uh, the Keldeo movie. Also, I have a picture of the Mako, the staircase thing, yeah. next and next to the... Uh, to show the comparisons. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to put them up on Twitter. I just keep getting distracted with other stuff. Um, and if you want to hit us up on iTunes with a, a rating and a review, that would be great. really helps us get noticed. But until next time, I'm Sean. And I'm Doug. See ya. Later.